Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to tell you about one of our incredible sponsors. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Valentine's Day is upon us, and maybe it's your favorite day. Maybe you love February 14th. Maybe it's your least favorite day or a day you feel neutral about, but I know it can bring up a lot of feelings for a lot of people. Relationships of any kind are complex and bring up all the things, and therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships or the relationships you still want to have. Therapy is and was a game changer for me. Y'all know this, and I truly think it could be an incredible gift to yourself and to the people you love. So if therapy is something you've been considering, give BetterHelp a try. They've made it incredibly simple to get started. Your session is done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It can also be done from home, which is great. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. Y'all know we love a quiz. And you'll get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Because finding the right match for you is really important, too. So give your soul the gift of therapy. Visit BetterHelp.com slash fun today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash fun. Today on the show, I get to talk with my friend, one of my favorite pastors, Nick Connolly. Nick is the founding and leading pastor of Bright City Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And you guys for sure recognize that last name. Yes, he is married to our dear, lovely, wonderful friend, Jess Connolly, who is a good friend of mine, a good friend of the podcast. Nick's brand new book, Don't Give Up Just Yet, came out on Tuesday. Nick is helping us learn how to choose persistence in the face of resistance and find the strength and faith to handle every tough situation that we face. He's teaching us really generously how to hold out and see what can happen if we just wait on the abundant gifts of God. This conversation, you guys, buckle up. We are going there. We learned some new things. We reinforce some old things. Nick is a quote factory. Just get ready. I think you're going to learn a lot from him. So here's my conversation with my friend, Pastor Nick Connolly. That sounds fun. Nick Connolly, welcome to That Sounds Fun. So good to be here. I can't believe you haven't been on. That's kind of been my theme this year. I keep sitting across from my friends and being like, I'm looking at my page of notes that Lillian does. It says new guest. I'm like, are you sure? Yes. yes. Well, when you're married to someone like I'm married to, Jess Connolly, <laughs> I would have her 12 times out of 10. I do too. I think I've had her about 12 times. So I'm very grateful. She sat in that same chair a few months ago when y'all were in town and just so thankful. Um, okay, we're starting something different this year. Okay. Because it's the 10th year of the That Sounds Fun podcast, we are starting with our big question. Okay. Nick Connolly, because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what y'all do for fun. What sounds oh fun to you? Oh, my gosh. All right, so I am learning fun. Like, it does oh, not yeah? come natural to me. And I, I'm learning this more about myself. But what has been sounding fun lately and what Jess and I do is we take salsa. We go to Dancing? salsa class. You are yes. lying to me. I am Y'all not are taking lying. salsa classes in, in, in uh, 
Charleston. Charleston. Yes. Why do I keep on saying Charlotte? <laughs> That's okay. I just am picturing like the trees with the moss and the cobblestones yes. and y'all just saucing down them. I, I will receive that in Jesus' name. Wow. Um, I, things I have noticed is number one, I love it. Like I love it. It's so fun. We love it. It's incredible. I'm shocked. Uh, Why do you love it? I just, well, number one, it's fun. Yeah. Number two, I love all things Latin American culture. Okay. okay. And so I feel like it's a connection with a family that I wasn't raised in yeah. that I probably am. Like in this your heart. was, yeah, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm Latino in my heart. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that I love is I just, it's, it's just this thing that you're doing that it's so vulnerable. Like yeah. you're dancing in this room with all, all the people and it's not what I'm good at, but it is a blast to do with Jess. Wow. And I, the one thing I do need though, if, if, if there was a moment to ask for prayer is yes. I need deliverance over my hips. Oh. <laughs> I have white boy hips. Like they I just need, won't do what I needs need, to be done. I need deliverance. Like I need to be set free. But right now, salsa lessons with Jess Connolly I sounds fun. I cannot believe y'all started salsa lessons. We went Brilliant. to a, a noche, bueno, noche Bueno, Noche Buena. Uh -huh. I think that's it. Uh, party Christmas Eve. Yeah. And they did salsa. And I'm telling you, we were at the party and I signed us up. And <gasps> no. I, I didn't even ask Jess. I was like, oh my gosh, sign up. Doing this. And then I said, hey, we're taking salsa lessons. And she was like, what? <laughs> like, we're doing it. So salsa with Mrs. Jess Connolly sounds incredible. I mean, y'all's family has had a year of releasing books, by the way. Mm -hmm. Like your sister-in-law and her husband, their mother-in-law is releasing a book mm -hmm. too. You releasing your first book. Jess is forever releasing stuff. Tell me what that feels like in a family that always releases, that is all releasing books this year. It has been, what's, I feel like we're batching it. Yeah. So we, get, we did this with our kids. Like they yeah. all were in potty training at the yeah, same time, that's right. like that's not sleeping right. at the same time. We got Irish triplets and then a, a book in canon. Yeah. And, and so it's been good because we're batching it all together. Yeah. And it, it's been so great. So I got a text this morning and my brother and sister-in-law, they're in Colorado with yeah. folks on the family and I'm here. And so it's just been incredible to cheer each each other on and, yeah. and 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 they're incredible books they're incredible works and Jess's is, is incredible oh, and it's going to be amazing and yeah. so it's it's just been a fun season um I mean, it's been a fun season, and and you also. sat down. <laughs> Everyone should know in real life we're good friends. We talk a lot. Yeah. I talk to Jess all the time. You sat down and said, I went to on-site 55 days ago. 55. Yeah. Literally December 7th, yeah. flew in, didn't know if I could get on a plane, yeah. and went to on-site. And okay, so now so I'm here in Nashville what again. What <laughs> do you want to say about that? That you are a well-known, prominent pastor of a growing, healthy church, mm -hmm. a family that the internet sees and loves, mm -hmm. and yet it was time to do a tune-up or it was time for, like, I, was it like, this is a good time for me to take a break or was it like, I am breaking? It was a full engine swap. Uh, I oh, broke. Wow. I broke. Um, after I'm, writing a book, after it's about to come out. <laughs> I So what happened is it was, I think it was November 17th. I literally just had what I thought was a cardiac event. We had just got back from a date night. Um, and I was rushed to the hospital, back of an ambulance, uh, cool ER hack is if you go in an ambulance, they'll get you back. Like there's oh, no wait. That's what I've heard. I've never <laughs> yeah. ridden in one. Thank God. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They get you right back. And it was seven hours of testing and we get to the end of it and they're like, Mr. Connolly, your heart's fine. Everything's fine. We don't know what's going on. We just tell you that you're not 
that that your heart's not broken or that things uh, are yeah. are okay but not okay. So I make a follow up with a cardiologist and do the things and then the The whole time in your mind are you thinking something's wrong with my heart or do you know something else is going on? I did not know what was going on. Okay. I was like, man, that was that was a really freak accident. Wow. So what what happened? This is crazy. So scary. Um, and then, uh, I mean, literally, my heart rate went from sixty to one sixty. Like I, I can barely do that running. Yeah. Like it just went out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, and then we had Thanksgiving, and I, I felt like a little bit on edge. And even backing up, uh, Jess and I had been talking, and I was like, "Hey, I, I am doing the right rituals, but I do not feel like I'm being replenished. Wow. Like so, I'm taking a Sabbath. I'm I'm taking my days off. I'm I'm waking up and spending time with God. Like I'm trying to give everything to Him. And in my hard I was doing those things, but my body was not responding. And so I'd wow. get to the end of the Sabbath and I was like, I don't, I don't feel replenished. Like yeah. I would, I would do all the things like eat well, like the night I went to the hospital, like I had a beautiful plate of salmon from our favorite <laughs> Greek restaurant. And so like, I, right. I'm doing, like I didn't eat pizza. I know, no, which is pizza. what I wanted. We love, right, 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 right. <laughs> had pizza last night. It was right. incredible. Um, and, and so I, I was doing all the right things and I was going through the motions and I was practicing the right rituals that, you know, all the wonderful people on your podcast say to do, Man, like your Sabbath, so all the things. for you to say, though, that it wasn't working. And it was not working. Yeah. And I felt a stress in my body. Yeah. And so day after Thanksgiving, it happened again. This time it happened for five hours. <gasps> and so I'm rushed to the hospital. Okay, tell me about hour two. Are you saying they're like, this isn't going away? Well, hour, I asked my cardiologist, I was like, hey, if this happens again, when do we need to worry? And she said, if it happens longer than an hour, and, and, okay. and you're experiencing, you're like, hey, I think five minutes is enough. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. We're good. But she's like, wait an hour. So I waited an hour. It didn't stop. Uh, go to the hospital and I'm hooked up to everything. Yeah. Like they're checking everything. It's I can see my heart rate going up. Yeah. I can see my breathing rate change. I can see my blood pressure change. Like all these things was just going up and down, up and down. And that lasted for five hours. Um, and, you know, I'm in the hospital room. Jess is with me. We're praying. Uh, my brother-in-law ended up coming down. He's praying with me. We're like trying to and the let the kids the, are just home, probably they're, so they're scared. Home kicking yeah. it. And I, I, that was the other part is, is like w when you're a, parent, you want to minimize the trauma for your children, oh. especially if you've had trauma. Yes. And and so I'm like, that was, that was making me more anxious. And so anyway, we get home from the hospital on that day after Thanksgiving. And I remember getting home and I was, and I felt like I had been through a heavyweight fight. My nervous system was shot. Yeah. I felt super nauseous and I'm just sitting at the table, like force feeding myself oatmeal. And I love oatmeal. Like it is one of my favorite meals. Okay. Some people hate it. They hate no, on it. I love it. But I love it. And and I couldn't even eat it. And I was like, man, what is going on with me? And then all of a sudden it started up again. And I'm pacing around the house. I have like worship music going on in the background. I'm praying nonstop. Has your brain ever, did your brain switch to this is something spiritual or this is something emotional? Or are you still like something is in my body and they don't know what it is? Something is in my body. Yeah. Something is happening yeah. and I am not well. And in that moment, I just... I realized, I don't know if it was God or what, I was yeah. like, I'm having panic attacks. Uh, and so the Lord just told you for wow. 10 days after that, I didn't sleep. What? I had constant panic attacks. I would stay up all night. I would journal. I was praying scripture. I was reading the last paragraph of chapter eight, Awakened yeah. by Attack. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm going to, this thing that I read in your book that I want you to, um, yeah, if you're headed in the right direction, you are going to experience resistance. Yes. I mean, okay, so keep going. And Sorry. Then the, the, yeah, I mean, it, it just, it was happening. Before. 
And and I I remember reading that last paragraph yeah. over and over and over again because yeah. when you're in the midst of it, yep. like you don't feel victorious. Yeah. Like you feel like you are being tossed to and fro by the wind. Yes. And and I just remember like God, what is this? What's happening? So mm-hmm. I would journal through the night, six hours of journaling. I'm reciting scripture, oh like I'm I'm like these are the promises that I uh, that I'm claiming and proclaiming over the panic, and then is Jess up with you? Uh, sometimes she yeah. she knew I wasn't sleeping, but yeah. you know, randomly she had had a bout of panic attacks uh, about a year or two ago, and hers yeah. were at night, and yeah. it just it was the dark night of the soul, and yes. you're. You're trying to do everything you can. So I remember if I could, I, this is literally what would happen is I knew that I had friends who were a little more seasoned in life. Yeah. And I knew that they would get up, some would get up at four, some yeah, would get up at five. That's right. And so when I knew that my four o'clock friend would be getting up at four o'clock, I would text him yeah. at four and I just said, hey, can you just pray for me? Yeah. And then my five o'clock person would wake, I knew they were up and yes. I was like, hey, can you just pray that's for me? Pastor Jimmy in Scotland for me because he's there six hours ahead. Oh, see, I so need in some the middle time. Of the, you need, I, I need European. some time change pastors. Yeah, yes. you need some European <laughs> pastoring because I can text him anytime in the middle of the night and he's up because it's That's, their morning. Yeah. See, this is the life hack that I needed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I'm I'm Gosh, up Nick. I'm up all night. Um and then I remember the other the other panic that I had was I didn't want my kids to leave school seeing me like this. Cause then they would be panicked all yeah. day. They would be stressed about me all day. They'd be worried oh. about me all day. So I'd feel even more worried about that. And so I'm literally wrapped up in this blanket because for me I would go through these like hot cold waves like my body was just fighting back no kidding and and I I would wait for them to leave and then I would be like all right Lord like I just need an hour or two of sleep yeah just give me any type of sleep and I'd sleep for an hour or two wake up do it again and that was like 10 to 12 days of that Nick yeah meanwhile it's also Christmas Eve coming Oh, or like yeah. Christmas, Christmas is coming. Is coming. And, Holidays yeah. have passed. Like, yeah. and and you know, even for me, like my preaching and and responsibilities around the church around then were decreased drastically. And so usually I'm winding down around then. Yeah. Um. But the church like rallied around me. They like took yeah. care of me. And so on December seventh, I flew to onsite. Why well, was going to? So for our friends who don't know, onsite workshops is a extended uh, counseling experience. Mm-hmm. One of it. I mean, they have a couple of different offerings. But I assume you did um, living. Uh, Living Center program? Yes, that's it. Yeah, so the Living Center program is four days, five days of pretty intense. Six days. Six Six nights without checking in on the con. Like Jess and I have been together for 20 plus years, and it was the first time we hadn't talked. Wow. Every day. Wow. So why was that the right yes? Um, I was so desperate. And, you know, Jess and I talked about it for years. Like. She wasn't. It's not making jokes about the yeah. trauma in your life. It's yeah, like yeah. you probably should spend some time at onsite. It's like yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we have great friends who have gone and love yeah. the place, and we have dear friends who work there, and yeah. it's just a, an amazing place. And and so it was always in the background. And then when all this happened, I was like, I'm I'm attacking this at, at all angles. Wow. I'm going spiritual. I'm going physical. I want to go wow. through the soul. Like yeah. I want to go through every part of this yeah. because I think number one, I was in such a place of desperation that I was like, I will do anything and everything you want me to do, God. Yeah. And and for me, with the panic, like there was just a a, a level of fear mm. that came into my life that I had never experienced before. So for a guy who would go to the ends of the earth tomorrow, if you asked me, I wouldn't go to the end of the driveway. Like I could not go outside of my house. Like I could not be alone. Like it was, it was 
unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. So getting on the plane to go to onsite, yeah. like I didn't know if it was going to happen. Like I'm, I'm at the airport trying to catch my Southwest flight. Jeez. And I'm like, am I getting on this plane? Yeah. Am I going to make it? it? Cause that's the other part with panic attacks is, is it's not that you've had one. It's that, am I going to have am one? I gonna have one? And right. so I'm like, am I, am I going to melt down on the plane? Mm-hmm. Am I going to melt down at onsite? Am yeah. I going to do this? Am I going to do that? I couldn't even sit still. And so I was like, am I going to be able six and a half or six yeah. hours of counseling yeah. sessions every day? Yeah. I'm like, am I going to be able to sit in a room with people and talk? And, yeah. and so I, but I had my brother-in-law, he's a pastor in Charleston as well. Yeah. And he had this sermon he preached and it was one, it was one of the Sundays I didn't go to church. I couldn't go to church and felt like God was asking me to take some time off. And I was like, well, I'm going to church somehow, some way. Yeah. And so I tuned into his church and yeah. he was preaching and he preached on the 10 people, uh, 10 lepers being healed and one came back. Yeah. I've always focused on the one who came back, yeah. but he made this statement and he said, you know, one of the things that's beautiful about this passage is that healing happened as they went. Yeah, wow. and I felt like God was saying to me that the healing is going to happen as you, as go. you go. Yeah, and so every step, every little thing, even like driving myself to my doctor's appointments or yeah. or doing my normal routine, I kept saying to God, "All right, you've told me that healing is going to happen as I go," and so I knew that healing was on the other side of that flight. Yeah. That healing was yeah. on the other side of on site. That healing yeah. was on the other side of whatever He was calling me to do, and and so that's. That's what happened. Is it's so good to hear because so many of our friends listening are built like you and I and kind of achievery people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we th- what you are proving is true is is we think if I keep going, mm-hmm. I can survive this. And that is a little bit true. That is <laughs> yes, like not yes. not true, but what is actually true is there is something to put the next foot in front of the next foot. Mm-hmm. And but you are pursuing healing at the same time. You're not just going through the motions or just doing your life. You are going I am going to get on a plane, not because I'm running or yeah. not because I'm achieving, but I'm getting on a plane because it's going towards healing. Amen. That's that is really something that is good for us, my personality to hear. <laughs> and with yeah. with the idea of resistance and persistence, is yeah. it's not that I'm white knuckling through this thing at the detriment of my health. Yeah, is that part of persistence is finding the health and the abundance in the midst of the battle. Yeah, and so I, I just I was like, this is the battle. Like this is what I wrote about. I knew yeah. that. What I wrote about was in the past, but I knew that, and I in the book I say that this is still the yes, message of my future. Yes, that's right. And 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 so I knew that part of persistence meant facing this resistance yeah. and saying, "Hey, this is not final. This is not fatal. I'm going to get on the other side of this. I'm going to press on. I'm going to press through. God's going to be with me in the midst. He's going to be with me in the hard times, and He's yeah. going to be with me on the other side. And that there's a harvest on the other side of this. Like there is something that God wants to do yeah. on the other side of this. But right now, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, in an yeah. airport lobby, and yeah. I just need to get on that plane. Yeah, that's I just it. need to get on the plane. I mean, so often I think the sentence I need to hear in my own head is, this doesn't last forever. Mm. This won't last forever. Yeah. This is, And so you had to tell yourself, like, this is not final or fatal. Not final or fatal. Not final mm-hmm. or fatal. Did Onsite fix you? Is that how that – that's not how it worked for me. Onsite did not <laughs> no. fix me. No. 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 But what it did was make me aware of – it's almost like one like I feel like everything in life is a roadmap or a turn that you're making mm. and you're like, "Oh, okay, I see that I think God is calling me to take a left here or calling me to take a right yeah. here." And so when you're at on site and you're processing, it was it was oh, okay. And so for me yeah. the big aha moment was and again, I think you would probably resonate with this is that you have all these things in your life that God is asking you to steward. He's asking you to hold. He's asking you to lead. He's asking you to launch. Yeah. And you, you're you're doing it out of obedience. 
And then sometimes you look back and you're like, man, I'm, I'm holding a lot, but this is just all, you know, like, this is just yeah. life. Like this yeah. is another day at AFD Inc. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, when people <laughs> are like, your life looks so busy. I'm like, compared to what? I don't know. I don't this know. Is, this is just my life. It isn't busy. It's just full. Yeah. So this you're is what the he's same. asked like, me to do. <laughs> this is what he's asked me to hold. I hold this yeah. church and this book and my family and our yeah. friends and the city. And yeah, he's, he, we, we have the plate. And, and yeah. what I realized is it's that really I've been holding a, responsibility plate since I was like five or six and growing wow. up with a single mom. I yeah. just always you felt write beautifully I, about that in the book, by the oh, way. Thank very you. Very honoring. Thank you. Very truthful about what the kids experience in that, but honoring. And, and before this moment, I, I, I just turned 40 last year, so I'm 41 yeah. this year. And I'm asking God for that, like next 40 word. And, yeah. and I felt like he said, Hey, you spent the first 40 having to be an adult. Like you had to grow up wow. real quick. And so I want you to spend the next 20 or next 40 learning how to be a child. Oh, wow. No. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. And so in my mind, I'm thinking that sounds incredible. Like yeah. what, what does that mean? Do I get to play all the time? Do I get yeah. it? And what I felt like <laughs> I was like, doing. Go on vacation? <laughs> yes. What I felt like I was doing is he was pruning everything away to uncover the inner child. Wow. And I don't mean that in like a crazy, like psychological way. I mean that more in like a faith, like a child kind yes, of way. Yes. And, and so what Onsite did was tear down so I could rebuild on a solid foundation. Yeah. And what I realized is that I grew up quick. I have this high sense of re- responsibility for everyone and everything yeah. in my life. Yeah. And I'm not made to carry everything. Yeah. Some people, if you're listening, you're like, oh, duh, Nick, like I've, I've been living out this for the last 40 years. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. well, congratulations. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. For me, I, I didn't realize how much I had been carrying. Yeah. And I think I, I'm, I'm sure there's a book on this, but like there's a difference between carrying and caring. And mm-hmm. I was carrying everything and caring. Yeah, yeah. And so it, even personally in my own life around this time, like we just had a bunch of deaths like in my family and around yeah. me happen all at once. Right. And, he, and and so did on-site fix me? No, but it started the journey. That's right. And, and you know, the only thing that can fix me is the healing power of God. Yeah. And it just got me going in the right direction. Yeah. I, you know, that I'm sure they said this to you while you're there, but their two degree thing of oh, like yes, your exactly. life, will, your, you, your life isn't changing 180 degrees while you're here. Yeah. It's changing two degrees. But I will tell you, I went January of 2018. Okay. And the difference in my life in January of 2024, because of that two degrees is significant. It's beautiful. So you're going to, I mean, I think they, it's something like if you start in Antarctica and and you put two ships two degrees apart and let them stay on that path, one ends up in the U.S. and one ends up in Europe. It's, it's I mean, so it's true. So different. My life is so different because of the two degree work I did wow. at onsite six years, six years ago. Is that the math? So I think you will, um, 55 days out is, is still a very, for me, I can't yeah. speak for you. 55 days out, I was still very raw and I still was very, um, um, how do I live like this? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So it, you can. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you, you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for going. It is a lot of work and it takes a lot of humility for a family leader, a church leader, a community leader to say they need help. I, I, Annie, if I need all the help all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I just, I just, I, f- I feel like I, I th- and I think part of it too, is you, you live a life wanting to help so many people, um, that I, I, I 
it was just beautiful that it was my turn. Yeah, and not that right. it wasn't my turn before that. Yeah. One of the first messages I preached for our faith community, Wright City, was on Mark 2. And it's the four guys taking the guy to yeah. Jesus. And yeah. I said, hey, this isn't about getting people to church. This is about getting people to Jesus. And so yeah. if you're on the mat, this is the place for you. Yeah. And I've just spent the last 75 days being on the mat. And it's yeah. been beautiful. And I like pe- you're like, it's just my turn. Yeah, it's my <laughs> turn for the mat. And people are tearing off the roof for my healing and... Yeah. They're in my corner, and and you know I think one of the, the lies that we believe as uh, faith community leaders, church leadership, is that this community is for them, and the community is for us. Yeah. Like it's for us, and the healing is for us. That's so and, hard, though. Yeah, that's and, so hard. And God's done it at Bright City, and and He's built that, and so I, I receive it. Like yeah. it, the healing is here, and it's not just for them; it's for me too. Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Ritual. Okay, if you spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, so you read all labels like it's your job, don't worry. We've got a legit option for you and one of my favorite multivitamins. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards, so that's why their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. I really love their multivitamin because I know I can trust it. And here's why Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, which basically means you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about one 1%, 1%, you guys, of supplement brands on the market have the USP's verified mark, which that's crazy. But it shows that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. So yes, and thank you, Ritual. You take two capsules a day. I prefer to take them in the morning. And their capsule has this minty essence in every bottle that helps keep things fresh. and also makes taking multivitamins every day very actually enjoyable. It also has a delayed release design to help make it gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, Ritual multivitamins are very vegan, non-GMO, gluten, and major allergen-free, and certified B Corp. They have industry-leading sustainability standards, too, which I think is really cool. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainable sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. They're a female-founded B Corp, meaning they are holding themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people in our planet. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash that sounds fun. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off. That link and pretty much every other link you could ever hope for are in the show notes or in Friday's AFD week in review that we will send you. You can sign up for that in the show notes as well. We have one more amazing partner to tell you about, Beam. Okay, y'all know I was having trouble sleeping recently, especially right when I got back from Rwanda dealing with a lot of jet lag. And listen, let me tell you about the Beam Dream Powder. It works some serious magic. Y'all, I am, I cannot emphasize enough. This stuff makes you sleep. I sleep so hard when I drink this before bed. It really works. And today, my friends get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. They're science-backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. It's now available in delicious flavors like chocolate peanut butter, which I would love to try, and cinnamon cocoa. So far, I'm sticking with the healthy hot chocolate version. Oh, it is so good. It's only 15 calories and zero grams of sugar. Other sleep aids can 
can cause next day grogginess, which I've been experiencing. But Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, and melatonin to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. It has helped me so much, and I am not groggy the next day. Find out why Forbes and New York Times and AFD are all talking about Beam, and that's why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder and get up to 40% off for a limited time, you just go to shopbeam.com slash TSF, like that sounds fun, and use the code TSF at checkout. That's shopbeam.com. Beam, B-E-A-M dot com slash T-S-F and use the code T-S-F for up to 40% off. Okay, now back to our conversation with Nick. Talk to our friends who feel like they're holding a lot. Mm. Is there a way you could have identified, I'm not shooting you like you did something mm-hmm. wrong, but is there a, is there a, some other dial on their dashboard they should be looking at right now mm-hmm. before the panic attack sends that one on the left into the red. You know, that one yeah. that always says, whenever I push my gas, it, <laughs> yeah, that RPMs. one, it feels like that. Yeah. The yeah. RPMs, it feels like your RPMs went to six. Yeah. And then you noticed, was there another light on the dash we should be looking for or questions we should be asking if we're holding too much? That's a great question. I, I definitely had signs. And and I think I saw them more as like spiritual questions versus like warning lights. Oh, <laughs> and so, interesting. And and honestly, again, you're not you're not saying like shoulda, coulda, woulda, but I I think I I do need to pay attention more to the lights in my life. Uh-huh. And um, the other thing that you, as someone who has pioneered and planted a church, right, and have entrepreneurial endeavors. Like they just tell you like pioneering is hard. And so 99% of the day is just getting through. Yeah. And I, you're not, I don't think you're meant to pioneer everything all the time at every place. And sometimes you just got to settle. And, and so I think, I think looking past that pioneering spirit of like, Hey, not everything needs the land cleared and the trees knocked down. So like take a breath. And so I do think the warning signs, like I I had them in my body, like there's stress in your body. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're like necks locked up and you're like, oh, well, this is going to be interesting to do the 43 things that I have to do with a locked up neck. Yeah. Or, hey, maybe I should take it easy. Or like if, you know, if your neck's locked up, it's like, oh, well, the workout's going to be interesting. Well, okay, maybe you shouldn't work out. And I think we have a crush it culture. That's like, you've got to, punch everything in the face and crush it at all times. And so if you do feel like there's some warning lights on, uh, one of the things that I've learned is that my persistence is actually dependent upon the pause. And so me actually keeping going and persevering in life is based sometimes on a pause. Like it's based sometimes on a pivot. It's based sometimes on a like, I just need to slow down. I just need to stop. I just need to pause. I just need to to make sure that I am okay. And and the other thing I'm learning too is is Sabbath is incredible, but I I you know, you are the the president of the fun club. But I am <laughs> I part of that uncovering the inner child is like I've got to figure out how to f- have fun. Yeah. Like I've got to figure out how to find the abundance that God has for me in this right. life right. because I think you know Jess Connolly and I we're, we're like some serious people's for for Jesus and the kingdom and yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I think Joan some, of Arc she's like a Joan of Arc ex- of our age yeah. Exactly and I just think we you know, Joan was great, but Joan and Nick don't have to be that all the time That's and it. so we've got That's to it. find those pockets and so yeah. warning lights uh if if your sabbath isn't replenishing you yeah. 
if it's not taking, if it's not working, it's it's not about the ritual. It's about the relationship and the replenishment. Wow. And so you've got to figure out how that works because I know like Sabbath is a big practice right now, but like practice should work. Yeah, like practice <laughs> yeah. should make you better. It should be you should be different on the other side of it. Exactly. Yes. And I wasn't, and yeah. I was craving more. And it, you know what would have what would have happened if I just said, hey. Sabbath was just the drop. Maybe I need a little bit more. And I just didn't give myself permission for that. And yeah. and I and I think so that was good. And then I think I just was carrying so much stress in my body. Yeah. And the, I, I'm not – so I, I, I tried to work out. I love working out. It's an incredible avenue for me. And I thought they were like workout twitches or workout things. Yeah. And I just wish I would have paid attention. Yeah. And so I think God has – wired so many things in our life yeah. to be the warning lights. Yes. And I don't think that we should ignore them yeah. as I'm looking back. I, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. I also, uh, we've been friends long enough. I don't yeah. think this will make you feel weird, but for women, yes. we need to, when we see the lights, we also need to look at where we are in the month That's and go good. like, okay, so this is true. Every warning light is true. And also because yeah. of the week I am in this month, yes. let me give it a week. Yeah. And, and at the, at the end of next week, if I'm still, if my neck is still tied up, if I'm still unable to control what I eat, if I still can't get enough sleep, then that's we go so to the good. next level, you know, because that's where I because yesterday I found myself very irritable. And I was like, <laughs> let's ask some questions. <laughs> what is actually going? And then I was like, oh, OK, so let's so this can yeah. all it, it does not make any of it less true. It doesn't make mm-hmm. your stress less true. But I went like, oh, OK, what if you slowed down this week? Because everything, all your dashboard says slow down. You, 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 you were carrying a big load yesterday. Right. And, yeah, and we you re- released this. Released it. League, yeah. You released it. And, and I didn't realize that maybe I needed a minute after I do hard things. Mm-hmm. And so I think what you're saying is so true. Yeah. We're in, in this culture. We're like, all right, I'm going to do the hard thing. Where's the next hard thing? It's like, I like that too, though, Nick. That's the <laughs> I problem. I think some of our friends listen the same way. I'm like. Go harder. Go home. What are yeah. we doing? Don't wait. I mean, earlier, right before you got here, Lily was like, should we brainstorm this? And I was like, we're not going to use our brain like that yet because we need these three other things. <laughs> so we're not using our brain on that until we get these other things that we use our brain right. Yeah. I'm unwilling to waste her brain time or my brain time. Yeah. But that's because I want to go. Yeah. And so how do we balance that? I mean, I am your book. Don't give up just yet. I love persistence. I yeah. love, why'd you pick persistence over perseverance? Because the persistent widow. I think. Oh, I love her so much. Yes, and I th- I think perseverance is the characteristic. I think resiliency is the other end. Uh-huh. I think persistence is the action. That's so good. I think per- so good. I think persistence is what we can control. Yes. Perseverance is who I become, or I become one who is persevering. Yes. Resiliency is what I show. Persistence is what I control. When I tell you, everyone's going to ask for that quote on a graphic. So I'm just going to go ahead and say out loud, we will make it. We will make that quote on a graphic. That is so helpful. That is so helpful. So in a culture that does tell us, do the hard thing so you can get to the next hard thing. Yeah. Persistence also tells us that. And yet then our bodies don't always hold it. How do we know when to say no? You do a beautiful job teaching this in the book. How do we know when to... When God is closing a door, when God's saying no. Yeah. I, I, the one thing, some of the things I've learned in this life is sometimes the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. And, 
and so the dating truth. The right guy <laughs> at the wrong time is the wrong guy. So <laughs> let's just put it on everything. Yes, let's yes. make that a bumper sticker. And and so I, I just I, I have a little bit of a, a track record and, and you would probably say the same thing as you have just have track record of when you have God's momentum. There's nothing like it. That's right. You're God right. does in one second what takes us ten years. Yes. <laughs> and and I want that kind of momentum in my life. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I really His breath behind it is yeah. a Christian thing people say a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have learned is that God is still at work when I'm not working. Mm. God is still moving when wow. I am sitting still. God is multiplying when I'm taking a breath. Yeah. Like heaven is still proclaiming when yeah. I feel like it's silent. Yeah. Like there there is a lot of God activity that's happening that is not dependent around my activity. Yeah. And so it is a hard lesson to learn because I think sometimes the con- the converse of that is you think you're being lazy lazy or passive when you're not doing and and I don't I don't think that's true all the time. I know. Like, <laughs> but it's true some of the time. With some me. of the time, but no, but that's what's hard for me, Nick. It's I, hard to distinguish lazy. We've, we've known each other for a long time. You have a lot of incredible people in your life. I don't think anyone would say Annie F. Downs is lazy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think like if Annie would just work harder. <laughs> like I think I think we would all fair. be better if fair. But I still feel. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to be wasteful. Yeah, it, I, in stewardship, but you know the beautiful thing about stewardship, the biblical concept of stewardship, is stewardship is worshipful and active. Like yeah. it, it is, you're sitting still you in are your a quote factory stewardship. I don't know about that. <laughs> that is so good. But okay. steward, like you can wait and still be a great steward. Yeah, like you can good. trust God with all the things. Yeah. and still be walking in the obedience and the abundance that He has for you. Yeah, and so I think one of the things that I am trying to learn is that there is a beautiful process even in that. And so the persistence one day might look like I've got to show up tomorrow at work and I don't want to. Yeah. Or or like, uh, like another one I felt early on as a, as a dad is like, I, can I get a job? Like with that, like the employees that I have right now, which are my kids, like this is hard. (laughs) Can I just, can I get, can I get new coworkers, new new employers? And, and those days, like sometimes my bosses are demanding, my bosses are demanding (laughs) the tiny tyrants. And, and, and I think that there is, there is sometimes a beauty of like, I'm going to persevere through this moment because there is a produce of a harvest on the other side. Yeah. And I just have to get through this time, this day, this season, and I'm going to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. And then I think there is the greater picture of God is doing an incredible work with my whole life. Wow. And part of that pausing and taking a breath is actually going to only aid my persistence. Pausing actually aids your persistence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really, that is really important. I, um, how do you, when you have little kids get to do that? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I, I I think, I think it happens not rhythmically and I Um, think it happens in the moment. And I think one of the things that taught that I felt like God taught me in those seasons and, and honestly, it's happening as teenagers because now I'm back and I'm responsive to their schedule. Yeah. What grade are your three big ones in? Okay. So I've got, we're about to hit the birthday gauntlet. So yeah. my son turns <laughs> 17 tomorrow. Oh, so the one that's yeah, with us, yes, Elias? Yeah. He's 17 here tomorrow? The, Happy birthday. In the studios. Wow. Um, so he's 17. Then we do the 16 with Glory, my daughter. Yep. Then the 15 with my other son, Benjamin. Yep. And then ele- my 11-year-old just turned 11 uh two days ago. Wow. And so they're they're in uh tenth 
No, it's 11th, 10th, 9th, 5th. Wow. And so what I'm learning in this season is the same when they were younger is that you are at the mercy of their schedules. Yeah. And the, like there it's was not a, feeding them. It's getting them to basketball you, and getting them to soccer and the plays. And yeah, I was considering an Uber job at one point. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to be driving them, let me drive somebody else. And Might make as well money. get paid for it. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I, I think you've got to learn that in a culture that, preaches a gospel of if you don't have regular routine you're in heresy <laughs> like if yeah, they, this is my true. this is the day in the life of me yeah and i'm like okay so now i've got to have that day in the right. life where i get up and yeah. i make my smoothie and i deep clean my house and i spray spritzer on my bed but and first you have to set up your phone exactly to get yourself exactly waking up. And, and, and like so sometimes we're, we're on yeah. these places that and, and it's the same word that god gave joshua do not look to the left and the right wow and the problem with that is now it's called a scroll. It's not yeah. called the left and the yeah, right. That's right. And so I think we buy the lie that that this is how it should look. And one of the things that I'm I learned then and I'm lear- relearning now is that there is a beauty into the responsiveness of of the day, wow. and there are pockets that you will be able to seize and that you will be able to say, "Hey, at this, God has moved." They are napping at the same time. Yeah. This is revival. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. And so instead of, <laughs> unless you want to get things done, right, right. instead of getting things done, what would it look like to get something done for your soul? Or like, yeah. what would it look like to take yeah. a pause? Because yeah. the the stuff is always there. Right. Like your to-do list is always there. Yeah. The, the, the rest and the pausing that is going to give us the energy and the spiritual fervor that we need for the rest of our lives. I mean, we've got to take those moments. Yeah. We've got to. As I've been reading your book this week, this morning I woke up late and I was deciding breakfast or workout. Mm. And what I had to do in my I, – I wanted to work out. Yes. Um, what I had to do in the moment was say, what can you do another time today? Workout. What can you not do another time today? Eat your first meal. That is so good. And so, I mean, it is what you taught me and don't give up just yet. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I am living off of what I, I am reading because you, what you say in the book is like, do what you have to do right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to let go of it. Like persistence is doing the thing that's right in front of you. Yes. And that's what, and so I sat with the Lord. I mean, it was a far more, the Lord was probably like, I will talk to you about this, Annie, because I love you, but there are more important things. But I was like, I'm understanding the importance of me choosing to have good nutrition in my day and put aside the thing that makes me, that brings up all these other things, right? And so, so when we are in that moment of deciding, I mean, this is what you write about, but like, what's the right thing to do in the moment? Mm. What is the persistence? Yeah. And what is the ego? Yes. And what is the open door and what is the just go anyway? Like how how do we know? What's it look like to listen to God for this or do we just go and and hope for the best, which I do think that is sometimes what God wants us to do is just go live. Mm, that's good. Well, here's what I love about what you did is I love that you talked to God about it. I did. And and I I I think I think God's more about the process. And I think we're more about what the process produces. Certainly I am. Yeah. And so God's like, Hey, I'm yes. Workout breakfast. I'm so glad that we're here together in this moment. Yeah. But I think what he loves about that is that you talk to him. Yeah. And so I think when I, when I think about that in, in light of what you were just saying is I think God loves that we come to him. Yeah. And so one of the things I, I talk about in the book is, is I talk about this idea is that 
like, I think sometimes we think that we have to have this like holier than thou language and like button up for God and, and like, I don't, I can't talk to God about my breakfast or I can't do this. I can't do that. And like, God is the only person that we can be real with. Yeah. God is the only person who can take all of our emotions, all of our anger, all of our sadness. Yeah. And so one of the first steps to persistence is just being real and being in conversation with God. And so left or right, I don't know. Right. Up or down? Yeah. Going to God, yeah. Amen. Yeah, and so I, I think in those moments He guides. And the beautiful thing about that is, is that you you could have had breakfast or worked out. You could have worked out and not had breakfast. You could have had breakfast while you worked out. Uh, right. You could have grabbed a cast iron pan in the kitchen and right. curled it while you fried some <laughs> eggs on the nonstick. Right. Like you could have done all of those things. Yeah. And God is so pleased with Annie F. Downs yeah. in every decision. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it's less about the right and the wrong and more about the relationship. Yes. And you practice the relationship. That's it. Practice the relationship. Yeah. That's the trick to persistence. Yeah. is to practice the relationship. Amen. Dude, that's, <laughs> that is very good. That fun. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Hyatt Health. Okay, we've already talked about vitamins for us as grown-ups, but let's talk about vitamins for my mini BFFs. I know it's a struggle to get kids to take a vitamin, and just when you think you found a good option, you realize it's actually candy in disguise because it's packed with sugar and other unhealthy chemicals. But this is where Haya Health comes in. It's the children's vitamin that both tastes good and doesn't have a bunch of junk in it. Haya was created so you can feel great about what you're giving my mini BFFs, and they'll actually like it too. Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and veggies, then filled with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. And your first shipment comes with these fun little stickers for your kids to stick on their bottles. Haya is also sent straight to your door, which means you don't need to run one more errand. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You get 55-0, you guys, 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, you must go to HayaHealth.com slash that sounds fun. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash that sounds fun and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. And now back to finish our conversation with Nick. That fun. One of the things you talk a lot about, we have a good chunk of friends listening who are in ministry, mm. full-time, part-time volunteer. Um, and y'all have walked with me through this, but we've had painful stuff happen at our church. Mm-hmm. Y'all have had painful stuff happen at your church. And right now, I think the last I heard Carrie Newhoff say is that Barna said that like 40% of pastors are considering whether to stick this out or whether mm. they want to keep pastoring or whether they want a different gig. Wow. And you write in the book about the rejection of people leaving your church <laughs> and what it felt like when that guy sat you down for coffee and he said, "Yeah, thanks for coming. And you're like, I thought I invited you. What is yes, happening? What's happening? Yeah. Mind the twilight zone. Yeah. Will you talk to pastors for just a minute and staff people at churches? Like, why why persist at that job right now? Yeah. I wonder, and I'm not in everyone's life that is hearing this, but I wonder how many things we've missed out on because we've allowed rejection to be our God in our life. Wow. And so rather than God leading us, we've allowed 
the hurts and the pains from rejection to lead us. Yeah. And so I was, I, I was, and am like, that is my default is like, Oh, you reject me. Like I, fine. You're yeah. on the blacklist too. Right. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I won't miss you. See ya. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, God's timing is so incredible. So as I'm saying this, it's not like I'm a Joseph scholar. Like I was reading about Joseph this morning and I was just in awe of how beautiful God had brought the the beauty out of the ashes yeah and how when his family came calling he didn't curse them he didn't reject them he like blessed them yeah he he put the money back in the bag when they tried to pay him and i was like literally this morning i was like lord i like when the dream comes true in my life I want to love those who have rejected me. Wow. Like if the dream comes true in my life, if, if things happen in my life that are beautiful and wonderful, how am I going to respond in that moment? Wow. And so I think what happens within the ministry space is that like people get on a list, like if you're not for my thing, I don't want to be about your thing. <laughs> and And I wonder if there's a different way. I wonder if there's a way where even like – some, one of the things that Jess and I talk about a lot is we want to give people, A, what we didn't have. Yeah. And so as entrepreneurs starting a business, like yeah. one of the most beautiful things that they do at Go It Tell Gals is they have maternity leave. Yeah. Did Jess Connolly get maternity leave? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> She's like laptop right. with the, be- the, you know, the pregnant belly, yeah. like building the thing. And so we want to give people what we didn't have. Yeah. And also we want to give people what they might not give us. And so in that, I think if you can base your ministry around that and living, I mean, is it hard? Absolutely. Do you want to? Absolutely not. Yeah, right. You don't want to. (laughs) But I, I, we've, we've done the church thing for a while now that I I just know that like how people feel 10 years ago is not going to be how they feel today and who they are 10 years ago is not who they are today. And here's the most beautiful thing about that is who I was 10 years ago is not who I am today. Let's just be honest. Like who I was 10 years ago probably made them leave. Mm. Like (laughs) like who, who I was 10 years ago is probably like, Oh, this is a train wreck. Yeah, that's right. But God was gracious with me, yeah. and he, he did a work in me. Yeah. And I think one of the most beautiful things about ministry is that a lot of times we have this, like, other focused about, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is who we're going to reach. And those first five years, I think, are less about that and more about God, what God's going to do in you. Wow. Like, God is doing a work in you, right. and you think it's for them. And God's like, actually, this is for you. Yeah. And so, it's like a five-year-long short-term mission trip. Exactly, where, like, where he is. Helping, but mostly <laughs> God is getting the junk out of my heart. Yeah, and so that's right. if you've experienced rejection, if you have maybe you're in the throes of rejection right now, the most beautiful thing about that is is it, again is not final. It is not fatal. And and you cannot let the hurt of this moment talk you out of and cause you to miss the abundance that God has yeah, for you. Yeah. And so how I how this happened in my life is I realized that I was seeing new people in light of the old people. Wow. Like, so oh, like, I'll yeah. see you for a few years and then you're going to go. Yeah. Talk yeah. to me in three years after you've been here wow. for a while. And and what I realized is that I was missing out on a lot of abundance in that relationship. Wow. It, Man, I got to be so careful of that. I'm so yeah. prone to that, it, particularly at church of like, the the problem with being an attender is you the attenders don't always aren't always the first to leave the staff yeah. everybody from staff's gonna leave at some yeah. point they work there yeah and so you have this like well hope you like being on staff for a minute because 
you're going to leave and I'm still going to be here. <laughs> they all do. And that's not, they yeah, all and leave. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am missing out on abundance because I'm carrying myself that yeah. way. And we live, yeah. we live in an incredibly transient city. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, on one hand you get mad and you're like, why is nobody staying? I'm surprised um, Charleston is transient. Exactly. Yeah. The number one city for people Weird. to live into, and people are always not there on the weekends. Yeah. And they live <laughs> there. Like, you live at the beach. Where yeah, are you? <laughs> why, why aren't we all moving here? What's going on? Yeah. And And you could begrudgingly feel things about that. Yeah. Or you could say, hey, God, what could you do in one and a half years? Yes. Like, what could what could happen in, in the one and a half years? And even going back to what you were saying versus, like, staff versus attenders, like, one of the things that is so interesting about ministry is sometimes we get in a bubble. Real talk here. If you are listening to this and you're in ministry and you're leading a ministry organization, are you? We are asking them to show up at our job and help us out. Yeah. Are you going to show up at their job and help them out tomorrow or the next day? Yeah. Like it's it's different. No. It's yeah, different. It's, it's different. not apples and apples. It's That's apples right. and oranges. But just step back for a second and be like, hey, you are asking them of their life, and are you willing to give of your life as well? Yeah. And yeah. if not, then I wonder if. It's not rejection what you felt, but it was something else because there was never a relationship there in the first place Mm. because relationships are mutual. Yeah. Relationships are like, hey, I'm for you and you're for me. And, yeah. you know, if it's not, then it's it's ministry. It's you're helping them and, you, you know, this beautiful thing that is the family of God. Yeah. And you're you're trying to make the best out of this very broken yeah. thing that we do called ministry and church. But but I think at the end of the day is is you know, this is an investment and, and we are going to hurt each other all the time, but we can't let rejection have the final word. Yeah. I was just so, I got so tickled in a, in a little bit of a way when I read that about you sitting there with the person leaving the church and how you felt. And yesterday I got a text from a staff member that's mm-hmm. leaving the church. And so I was like, well, me and Nick felt the same thing from two <laughs> different sides of the table. <laughs> yes. It's never <laughs> so, easy. But never it, it, easy. it isn't, um, it isn't easy. And also, you write that. I, I'm going to turn the page. You write about on page 24, right at the beginning, where you're like, just stop being surprised. Yes. Like, yes. a real way to persist in this. Eventually, here's what you said. Eventually, I realized the truth. I could continue to be surprised and offended by the storms, by the presence of storms in my life, or I could embrace them. Yes. I, I have said the same thing to some girls I disciple, like, one of the best practices you can do is practice not being surprised by people being human. Like just Amen. practice not being surprised anymore. No, don't hold people to low standards, hold mm-hmm. people to high standards. But like exactly. when it doesn't go perfect, yes. I have saved a lot of pain by not being shocked yes. that that exactly. person could do that thing. You're like, no, stop, stop being surprised. Yes. It, that uh, will help. Jesus says in John 16, 33, I think I'm right. He says, in this world, you will have troubles. Uh-huh. And so for me, I was so offended by the troubles. Uh, right, I was like, God, right. like, you know, like oh, we live in South Carolina. We get hurricane watches and warnings and storms all the time. Yeah. And if I was offended by that all the time, you'd be like, hey, Nick Connolly, move. move. Like, move. Yeah, go move. to Oklahoma, switch to tornadoes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I had one the last time I was here. And so I'm not about the tornado life either. Oh, you did when yes. you were here in yes. December. Yes, I'm picking hurricanes. We did. Hurricanes, hurricanes are my jam. Yeah. Hurricanes are my jam. Tornadoes are pretty demonic. If you <laughs> It's me. I'm, the, I'm serious. I think wild, they, are, wild. they are a level of wild. Weather. Yeah. So going, so life. And it came really close to y'all, actually. We're in the basement. Yeah. I'm freaking out. Yeah. I'm here because I'm freaking out. And now I'm freaking out in the basement of a place yeah. that is not home. It was wild. I, I mean, that's, I looked up 
on site after that tornado went through because it came so close. They got a picture of it. It was oh right in the background. Anyway, so storms. Storms, yeah. Yes, offense. And I think a lot of times we become offended by God and to God because Ooh. of the storms in our life. And we miss out on the growth because of that. Mm-hmm. And I I was the chief president of the Offenders Club, like yeah. offended by God. Yeah. Like, God, I'm out here doing your work. I'm uh, on the streets, dude. the Lord's work, doing the thing. I work for you. I work for you. Yeah. I'm loving the people. <laughs> I'm loving the people I don't want to love. Yeah. And, 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 I know. And I just realized, I was like, I've got to stop being offended by the resistance. And instead, I've got to choose persistence. Yes. I've got to. Yes. That's right. Because th- this part doesn't end. Doesn't on, change. On, on, while we are on earth, we will not stop yes. having troubles. Yes. And people will not stop being human. Yeah. And so the storms will not stop. Yeah. So if we can remove our offended, I mean, I, it, in my worst days, if you knew who much I said, how much I said to the Lord, I work for you. <laughs> how? How is this? I went. And then the Lord's like, you don't work. This isn't what we've done here. I mean, that is, I mean, particularly about a decade ago, that was kind of a pretty consistent, like, complaint from me. Um, What do we not say that you want to make sure we cover? Uh, Even continuing with that, like, at the end of the book, like, I just, I I was rereading it recently, and I just was like, I think the other thing that helps us is, yes, resistance is permanent here, but where we are going there is no resistance. Oh, it's so like good. where we are going, we are going to the land of dry eyes. Yeah. Like we're going to the land that God has prepared for us. Like yeah. one day we will be with him and he will be with us. Yes. And so I do just feel like if, if you are listening and you're like, man, I am the onslaught of resistance is happening in my life. Like it is everywhere I turn. And, and the beautiful thing about God is that's not a pronouncement over our life now. And there is going to be a harvest. There's going to be breakthrough. There's going to be a fruit, but it's not a pronouncement over where we're going. Yeah. Like how this thing ends is without resistance. Yeah, that's right. How this thing ends is without tears. How this thing's, how this thing ends is in the presence of God with him forever. And so even the concept of harvest, like does God do some things here? Absolutely. Yeah. But there is a better place that is coming. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Nick, thanks for making time to do this today. This is incredible. Thanks for being on the show. I'm really thanks grateful. For having I me. can't wait for people to read Don't Give Up Just Yet. It is available now when you're listening to this. And I think that um, this is this is this the same thing that stirs up when we hear this conversation stirs up when you read this book. Mm. So thank you for writing it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very grateful. You guys, isn't he the best? Man, what an honest and helpful and thoughtful conversation. Go get your copy of Don't Give Up Just Yet and go follow Nick on social media. Tell him thanks again for being on the show. If you got any questions from this episode and you're listening on Spotify, you can just drop them in the Q&A feature there on Spotify. But if you're listening anywhere else, just go to Instagram and DM us at That Sounds Fun Podcast. We'd love to answer all your questions over there. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, This Week in New York. And anywhere you need me, that is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me, I'd like to go to Central Park. That's what sounds fun to me. Go on a little walk. It is very cold in New York City, but let's go for it. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with our Lent 2024 episode where we're talking all about the season of Lent, all about fasting, and what does it look like to do a digital fast. That's our conversation coming on Monday with Pastor Darren Whitehead. We'll see y'all then.